Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Marjorie Punnett. I'm Elizabeth Reese. This is Best to the Nest, the podcast that's all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. And you have flown back to work, and I flew off to Italy, oh. and we missed a week, and we're sorry, everybody, but it just was kind of happened, honestly. <laughs> I have that's no the way it goes. It. And I yeah. think flying off to Italy sounds a lot better than flying off to work. I'll tell you that right now. As much as it's been pleasant to be back on television I think everyone would agree that you got the better end of the deal. Yeah. I didn't mean to compare them in that way, but that is what happened. So so tell me about you. You went off to work booted. I've got a boot. I've got crutches. I have a handicapped placard for my car oh, so I get my. some good parking. And yeah, it's just slowly but surely we're getting there. I'm like, I'm off the crutches a lot now. Are you which really? Is really good. Yeah. I'm just still wearing the boot. And actually just passed my knee scooter along to my dad. Oh, God. Because as you know, my dad broke his ankle and his heel, and he's got a much longer recovery than me. And so he pulled up in front of the house this morning, and I rode the knee scooter down the front sidewalk to the street and put it in his car for him. And it is difficult in that it's just extra things to balance, right? Like, And I'm trying to continue to focus on healing and getting better. Right. So I'm super fortunate in that I have a flexible job that is really like supportive of, hey, you need to go to PT when you need to go to PT. I mean, obviously, like not right. during you can't schedule your appointments at three o'clock. That is not going to happen, but <laughs> not that flexible, <laughs> not that flexible. But I can work around in other parts of the day and they're, you know, and I have like chiropractor appointments and acupuncture appointments and then surgeon appointments. I mean, it's just a lot of appointments to fit yeah. in, but they all kind of work together. And I think they're all really important. So um, those things have been going well. The first week was kind of like uh, adrenaline. The second week sort of dragged on. The third week was like, ah, and then now we're kind of getting into the groove. What's your timeline? Um, the- uh, like I think two more weeks until when I go back to see the surgeon mid-May, Right. He'll start to let me just start like walking in sneakers, like walking without the boot. Oh, wow. I've learned through this that when they tell you like, hey, you'll be able to, we'll give you the clear to start walking. Like that doesn't mean that you're just like, all right, I'm like walk going for walks. You know, it's, it's more like we'll give you the clear to do something and then you just start gradually doing that. But the good news about it is that at the beginning of this, you know, the first like four weeks after my surgery, I just felt like I was at such a standstill. Like, and I know lots of healing was happening inside and it was right. also just kind of like recovering from the shock of the trauma. But now there's just measured improvement every day. So oh, that's, that's, that's making a big difference. But listen, I don't, my job gets in the way of my wellness routine. I've got like... <laughs> I got appointments. I got to get in the sauna. I got to do my red light therapy. I got to move my 
Flip around. I got to make smoothies. I got to fit in my collagen consumption. (laughs) There's just a lot to do. (laughs) Well, it's funny. If you look at my Instagram, the things that I save from my Instagram feed, it's all about wellness practices and stretches that I'm not doing. (laughs) Face yoga. I mean, there's so much. It's, It's so aspirational, my feed, but it's, it would take me if I did everything I wanted to do to be the best version of myself, I know it would take about three hours every morning, even before I got out the door. It is 100% true. That's yeah. It's so true. I do like my gua sha routine mm-hmm. that I want to be doing on my face. I did it the other day and I was like, why am I not doing this every day? And then I'm right. like, I don't know. Because I just add that to the list of like 45 things that I have to prioritize. It's just a yeah. lot. <laughs> Including three children. Which yeah. they take up a lot of wellness time, I gotta say. I know. So the do. sooner you get them on board on doing like face yoga with you, the better <laughs> off you're all gonna be. They are very intrigued by the sauna and they like like popping in there for a minute. I mean, I don't let them stay in there for long, but right. they'll come in for like a couple minutes and they think that's very exciting. At what age could they go in? Well, it's kind do of mixed. Know? Some people say that they shouldn't go in at all, and others say I think the sauna manufacturer says like kids can go in for one minute of their age. So like if they're oh. six, they could go in for six minutes. Right. But if mine come in with me, it's only the two big ones and they sit on the floor where it's a lot cooler and they're usually right. in there for like five minutes. So it's not like a huge deal. And then they're ready to go. Yeah. I well, don't want to be it- accused of promoting child endangerment with a sauna. No. Or a sauna, as the Finns say. No, we've got no time for that. Yes. No okay. <laughs> but let's get back into international waters here. Let's talk about your trip to Italy because the text that I got from you was, if you didn't love your family so much, you would have never come home. I wouldn't have come home. No, that was it. It was so good, yeah. huh? Yeah. Well, it's the same way. So I think I've talked about this before. I did study abroad in Spain when I was a junior in college. And again, I left the United States at seven, at 18 or 19 engaged, had I not been engaged to my husband, I probably wouldn't have come home from Spain. So Ian is the drawback to the new world. It is the, he is always the drawback. It was really beautiful, but part of the beauty of the trip was that I was going to visit a friend that I've known for 47 years. We met each other when we were 11. Oh man. And so, and she's just truly She's just a wonderful person and she's one of those friends who's lived all over, but has made a point to visit me in every city I've ever lived in. So there's always a touchstone to our friendship of, we may not see each other. I mean, the last time we saw each other, I think it was four years ago, Oh yeah, four and a half years ago. Yeah. But when that I have, I mean, them, now that's not like <laughs> post pandemic and not even yeah. post, but like, you know, that's just the norm. <laughs> yeah. Not a big deal. But she had said, come to Italy. And it was like, you know what? I'm in this weird break of work. That I thought, you know what, this is a great time. I've never really gone. I mean, as an adult, I don't think I've gone this far away for as long as I went away. Cause I went away. I think it was all total about 10 days. Oh, great. And so it was pretty amazing, but I have to say just shout out to American Airlines. So journeying from Manhattan, Kansas is no easy task. <laughs> they don't have a direct flight to Rome no direct flight to Milan. Or Venezia or Firenze. Nope. Nope, no direct flight. So it was, gosh, what was my journey? It was Manhattan to Chicago, Chicago to JFK, JFK to Milan. 
And there was not one flight that was late. Boy, two bad airports, though. Chicago and JFK. Man, kill me now. Yeah, crazy. But American Airlines, the secret to that kind of travel, and I will tell you, if you don't belong to their clubs, you can get a day pass. That's what – the fact that they were on time, and then I just clubbed it all the way, which makes a big difference as well. That makes it much easier to sort of – especially during COVID. I joined the American Airlines Admirals Club because I was traveling so much during COVID that I really wanted to be able to distance myself, and I still do that. So, I mean, the last thing you want to be is that person who arrives at somebody's home and you've brought COVID with you. (laughs) And I told her, and this is a heads up to everybody that's traveling. So I looked at, I had purchased some insurance when I got my tickets, um, health insurance. And I never used to do that when I was younger, but I always do it now. And um, I looked at it, Elizabeth, about five days before, six days before I left. And it did not cover Italy. And it did not cover COVID. No way. Nope. And it said because it didn't cover any place where the American government was recommending not to travel and or the CDC or whatever it is. So there's a travel advisory. And so I luckily noticed that because I thought if if anything happens, I am not staying in my friend's home. Mm -hmm. I am getting the heck out of Dodge and I'm going to go to a hotel. And she insisted that that would not be the play, but we didn't have to fight about that because I never got sick. But, but I I do say that a heads up to everybody that's traveling. Cause I think all of the reports are now that travels just going crazy because people Mm -hmm. just want to get out there is really check into travel insurance. I think I, the plan I got would have given me sort of a stipend to be in a hotel for the recovery and all of those things. So it was, it was a, it was good that I checked. And I think people need to look at that really carefully if you're the kind of person that wants to make sure you're covered. But it surprised the heck out of me when I looked at mine and it wasn't covered. But I don't know, a couple of quick takeaways. I, I have to say, you always stay with friends. Yes, it's the best. When you travel, I generally do not. I almost always get a hotel. My friend insisted that I stay with her and she has a beautiful apartment in Milan. And I will say this, I, I was thinking a lot about best of the nest, mostly because I was feeling guilty that we weren't recording one. Why? Well, I'm kind of kidding, but I I was thinking (laughs) about it. And I thought one of the really great things about staying with someone is to see how they live. Yes. And there is nothing better than staying with people who have created a peaceful place to land. And who it was just so fun to see because I don't see this friend very much. I don't see her much at all. And it was fun to see her together in her life with her husband. And they're just the sweetest couple, the way they talk to each other, the way they interact with each other. And it was like, this is what, to me, is like mission number one with Best of the Nest, is it doesn't matter it is to a certain extent. I mean, once you have the basics covered, and we always talk about this, when you've got food on your table and you've got a, a, a stable-ish place to live, mm-hmm. so much more of what you create is in your control with attitude and care and love. Yeah. And I think we talk, we talk about that all of the time, but to, to be with somebody and to be with a couple for 10 days and to just absolutely delight in their presence because of how they are with one another, it's really cool. Oh, that's great. They're also probably on their best behavior when you're there, and that's better. (laughs) Yeah, 
that, yeah. That's that good think- for him. That's why it's good to have people come and stay with you too. Cause it reminds yes. you of the, of the you that you should be all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but I think in 10 days, I gotta say, in 10 days, there was no break. Wow. That's there was very no break, good. So, so it was very good. But we got to go to, and I won't do the full travel log, but I was in Milan and then my friend booked us. So in Milan, we saw the cathedral. We saw um, the Last Supper, which was amazing, obviously. Then we went to Florence. She had tickets to everything. So we I love were, Florence so much. It's amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God, Elizabeth. It, it's incredible. And I will tell you one of the most incredible experiences, other than all of the artwork and everything else we saw there in the museums that we went to, which were amazing, is, you know, I am not a foodie, but I have worked in food media for like five years. So I know a little bit about food, but I would never consider myself a foodie because I'm not fussy and I don't think I'm snobby about it. You can be a foodie and not be fuzzy and snobby. I think it's like if you just, if you're interested in it, if you're like interested in where it comes from and how it's made and you think of it as more than just fuel, that would be my definition. Does that count? So I think you are a foodie. I think that's a beautiful definition. I'll I'll take that definition. I I, a hundred percent agree with that. So my friend and I were walking around, we were walking around Florence and we just hadn't, we'd been so busy and we were sort of looking for a place to eat and we'd had some recommendations, but that wasn't really working out. And so we're walking down this one street, totally random, Elizabeth, we're walking down this one street and I just see like a happening. Like stuff is happening in this one place. So I just look at my friend. I'm like, we're going in here. (laughs) And we walk into this 15th century palazzo that has been renovated, millions of dollars of renovation, I find out later. And it's been renovated into a bar bistro, restaurant that's opening in June, luxury condominiums and hotel. Whoa. Stunning. So- it has only been open when we just turn in there, as I turn in there impulsively, it had only been open like six days. Oh my gosh. And so we sit down on this beautiful sort of green velvet couch in the middle of these 15th, 16th century frescoes. I mean, it's just stunning. We are maybe a tad underdressed, but <laughs> I'm dressed in black like I always am. So there's a little bit of cover in that. And it was so funny because we sit down and we just ordered like just little bites to eat, but we just wanted to talk. So it ended up being sort of the perfect place to be. The little bits that we ordered, even the crackers that they served were amazing. So good. But this is, okay, so this is a friend that I've known since high school and we can be very silly and stupid together. So we order it. I order a glass of wine. The waitress comes over, the server comes over and she says, that gentleman over there, She's saying this in Italian. That gentleman over there would like to give you this. We think he says, give, we think she say, give us this glass, give you this glass of wine. So she's pouring it. And I'm don't, I mean, I don't know what to do with that. Do you go over and thank somebody? Do you just drink it? Do you do whatever? My friend's Italian's pretty good. She kind of thinks that's what she said, but we're not sure. It's just sort of goofy and it's really no big deal, but I am a girl who does not hang out in bars. I don't know what to do with that. So we just sort of ignore it. And I'm like, I don't think that's really what happened, but we're laughing about it because it would be just like me to go over and make a fool of myself to say thank you because I like to say thank you. And then to find out, he's like, I don't know what you're talking 
I have no idea what you're talking about. So did you figure it out? Well, I just waited till the bill came and what they did is, and, and now I understood it and it was very nice. And now I understand why they did it. They upgraded me to a much nicer glass of wine than what I had ordered. Yeah. And then the chef came over and thanked us for being there because it had just opened. Oh, that's very sweet. This place, Elizabeth was so beautiful and it was just that's and then that sort of represented what the whole trip was like we kept tripping into these kind of really cool things Mm -hmm. and so we had it was just it was really wonderful but I think that's so cool and that is such a good reminder that when you're I mean wherever you're going to just you know and isn't this just like in your everyday life too but just to schedule room to breathe you know I mean not be like going from thing to thing to thing to thing because you feel like you have to see everything. Like you're never going to see everything and then you're going to miss out on the things that you're just sort of drawn to. Right. That are just natural sort of happenings. And, um, but it was, it was, and then Rome was crazy busy. It was a holiday in Italy that we were there for the weekend. And then that Monday was a holiday. So what was really interesting is it was packed and, um, but packed with Italians. It wasn't, it seemingly, you know, it wasn't like you saw a lot of American tourists or a lot of English speaking tourists. It was like Italy was on holiday. So a lot of people were in Rome and there was a big soccer game that night too. So I think a lot of people were there for that. So it was kind of, it was kind of, it was, it was kind of intimidating because COVID's still out there. And in order to get back into the United States, you have to have a negative COVID test. So the Monday before I was flying out on Tuesday. My friend and I went to get my COVID test and we we're both sort of looking at each other like, if I have it, you have it. You know, so <laughs> friendship forever. Yeah. Um, but I was negative. So, you know, I made it all the way through. So it, it was, it was crazy fun. I mean, just absolute crazy fun. And oh, I, that's so good. Okay. So what about, you know, cause we talk about this like, when I came back from visiting Emily in Florida and I loved how she had empty drawers, mm-hmm. <laughs> these are like the things that I was like, which by the way, her partner, uh, I got a photo of him holding up a very low bottle of tequila at his bar <laughs> at his condo and with a very funny look on his face. And she like- said, John just asked who drank all of this. And I was like, please tell him it was me, but it was not me all in one sitting. I found right. like the nicest tequila he had. And I was like, well, hello, I will be consuming this. Anyway, it turned yeah. out great. He was delighted. I'm sure he went and got another bottle, but I like that. I like that your answer to it is not all in one sitting. Not all in one sitting. No, not That's- at all. Yeah, that makes it just fine. Yeah, it totally fine. was fine. It was great. Were there things about like, especially given the fact that they are, you know, living in Europe or living in Italy, like things about the way that their home is set up or the way that they live a daily basis that you were like, oh, I could bring some of these principles back to Manhattan, Kansas. Manhattan, Kansas. Well, I think, I think, I think for me, it, it was about just, I forget because I, I mean, I act like I go to Europe all the time. I don't, but there's a um there's a different feeling to the pace of life there yeah that i don't want to make overly precious because i think we can always go as tourists and say oh it's so different here but but definitely in terms of being in a big city and i really ended up, i loved milan i mean it it's it's smaller than rome obviously and i i find it it's just gorgeous but 
you just see so much that the the cafes, the outdoorness, yeah. just like the, hanging just, out, enjoying things, just hanging out, enjoying yeah. things. Yes. And then I think for me, because I'm 50, I think I'm 57. Um, <laughs> the one thing that sticks out in my mind is Elizabeth. We went to this one patisserie and we just wanted to grab a, a, a cup of coffee and a pastry. And so that's the best thing about it. life in Europe. Just, Hey, yeah. I'm just going to have a coffee and a pastry. I never do that here. No, no. And that, that's, well, that's a takeaway right there. But so we go into it and, and they're beautiful. You know, the interiors of so many of the shops are just gorgeous. We go in, it's teeny tiny. And my friend just sort of elbows me and sort of points over and sort of the joke between she and I is I've always dressed like an old lady, like in the sense that I've always loved like knit suits. I've mm-hmm. always loved. And so my friends that have known me for a long time know this about me. I mean, she sent me a picture the other day of us at a junior ring dance, which is what we had at an all girl school. And I swear to God, I'm dressed like a secretary. <laughs> all my other friends like look kind of like, at least they're like going for what 16 year old hot would be interpreted as. I've got on this chiffani dress buttoned up to the top with a little white Peter Pan collar and a little like flower in the middle. Honestly. This explains a lot about how you dress your boys too when they were growing up. I no love kidding. Gar and Campbell talking about their childhood clothes. Yeah. It like really makes me laugh. Yeah. No kidding. So nothing's really changed. So she's known me forever. So she just sort of nudges me and I look over and there's a woman there, Elizabeth, who's got to be in her nineties and she's standing at the counter and it's not a Chanel suit, but it's that look. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that, yeah, sort like of a look. tweed or something. Yeah. Like a tweed, little fringy, very chic. She's got to be in her eighties or ninety sipping a little espresso. Oh, yes. Yeah, like just getting that just little morning great. kick. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah. That's the way to be old. So that was kind of my takeaway. I want to be her. I just want to be her standing up at 90 with a little espresso looking very chic in my, in my little suit. I love so, that. That's yeah. great. I do think that reminder about the pace though is always, I mean, and I've experienced that every single place I've traveled, you know, like yeah. you travel, I, I went to Ghana and I was like, everybody's moving at like a better pace around here, yeah. you know, even in like busy places, even in places where there, you know, I was at like this huge marketplace and there were, there's lots of like bustling, but it didn't feel so frenetic. It just kind of felt like you were just moving about in an easier way. And I don't think that that is making it overly precious because I know um, quite a few people who live here who are European and they say that it's like the most shocking thing when they get here of just like this sick pace. Yes. It's ridiculous. So I think, I think that's the one and it, I'm always reminded. And I think for me, it's a little bit different now because I have naturally slowed down my pace just because of the situation that I'm in right now. Mm -hmm. And so, but, but that's not how I normally am. And so I'm just reminding myself that where I am in terms of what I'm going to do going forward, that that's good. Yeah. That, that pace is good. I don't have to be doing a million things no. to feel like I'm working as hard as I should be. Right. Because uh, you and I are the kind of the same in that way. We're, we're definitely kind of worker bees. Yeah. I'm definitely letting that go though. I feel real good about it. <laughs> are you? Yes. Yeah. I'm just letting okay. it go. I'm letting okay. it go. I want to do less. I want, I want to just less. be, and I want to do less. That's just, that's how I'm feeling about things. Just um, add coffee to that mix. And I'm, I feel the same way. I'm going to give know. you one quick hint of the best thing I bought. Oh yeah. 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 Um, because you cannot, 
if you're traveling through Italy, my God, if you started buying like a crazy person, you would never stop. So Mm -hmm. I was really limiting myself to one great thing. And in Florence, which I know you'll go back to someday, there's a little, there's a little glove shop called Modova and they make, it's a family business. They've made leather gloves for a hundred years. This is a good purchase. And so I bought these beautiful, gorgeous brown with black um, sort of piping gloves lined with cashmere. And they were $48. Oh my gosh. You're going to have this forever. I'll have them forever. But the cool thing is my friend was standing there and she looked over and they had all of the labels that they used to make gloves for. And one of the companies that they used to make gloves for was Marshall Fields in Chicago. Oh, fun. Which I just loved because obviously that's where my friend and I met. But yeah, so it was, it was, that was the one great purchase, but so fun. Just that's so, fun. so good. And, oh, I love hearing about that. And I love that you're back. And I love that we have more to talk about. I do want to tell you before we go that I went to Toxie Free to meet Laura oh. in real life. Oh, yes. Um, last weekend and had the most delightful time and adore her. And if you missed the last two podcasts that we did with her, I've just gotten so much feedback and so many people um, mentioning that they loved those episodes. So I would love it if you guys would share those episodes with friends too, because I think that conversation was so great and going to her store was even better. And there's been a lot of nesters showing up at Toxie oh, Free and Stillwater. Yes, absolutely. It's well, that was so good. That was the first thing my sister said to me when I saw her right before I left for Italy is she's buying the yoga mats for herself and for her daughter. Oh, my sister bought one when we yep. were there. She like, that was her treat for herself. Yep. And I bought you a little present, so I'll send it your way. Oh, I like the sound of that. It'll That's be very fun. good. Yes. Just got to pop that guy in the mail. All right. Great job, Marjorie. I'm happy that you're home. And, um, and I hope everyone forgives us for taking a week off. And I think that they probably do. <laughs> I hope so. Nothing we can do about it now. We Nothing did we it. can do about it now. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast and give us a review at Apple Podcasts. Okay. From some hum, she wrote my favorite weekly podcast. I love this podcast and find myself anxiously awaiting Tuesdays to hear the latest episodes. (laughs) Your episodes are filled with variety, insight, and energy. The episode on digital addiction pushed me to finally write a review as a mom of four, 13, 11, nine, six. I am sad and scared for my kids, their brain development, their mental health, and their ability to find joy in things beyond screens. The most common words spoken at my home are, can I use your phone? Can you put in the password? I just need a little more time. The battles over screen time, appropriate content, and device hopping are exhausting and endless. Thank you for discussing this important issue and reinvigorating my desire to keep fighting this battle. And I wanted to read this review I feel like I may have read it before, but if I haven't, I wanted to read it this time because I just met a professor who's doing some work sort of in this field and digital space and how it affects families. And I'm going to, I want to book her coming up because I think she's got a lot of interesting insights in sort of what the new digital world, how it influences families and what we can do about it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Sounds great. Find, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best at the Nest. We are the podcast that brings you home. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, 
ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.